Welcome to the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. This is your positive path for spiritual living. So before we go any further, um, you know, I got to tell you that I received two of my favorite emails that I've received in the last couple of weeks uh, uh, that I wanted to share with you because they're jokes. And uh, if you like them, you can thank me for sharing them. If you don't like them, you can blame the person that sent them to me. It was uh, Mary McHenry, one of our board members uh, here at Unity on the Bay. And so the first one is related to what we're sort of moving through right now. I don't know if you heard this, but with so many sporting events being canceled, um, they are having to televise the World or Origami Championships. It's going to be on pay-per-view. <laughs> I can laugh at my own jokes. I can even do the do-do-do. Um, the other one, I don't know if it was really um, also a little bit of a shade to me, maybe. I don't know. But um, when do you know that a joke has become a dad joke? When its punchline becomes apparent. You didn't hear this, but um, there's some snickering going around in this room right now. <laughs> but so thank you, Mary, for those. Um, now let's get to the subject at hand. And it is the conversation I want to have with you and what I want to share with you about the power of yet. And we just heard a beautiful song about the power of now. And I know that we've been really, and I've been really connected to this understanding that there is power in recognizing this now present moment, to being mindful of what is happening now. And Eckhart Tolle, uh, with the power of now, says, all you, really know, uh, all you really need to do is accept this moment fully. You are then at ease in the here and the now to be in ease with yourself. And so what I capture, um, which is important about the power of now, is that it really opens me up to recognizing my good, recognizing the allness of the possibilities that are in this very moment as I become mindful of the allness, the expansiveness of who I am here and now because we are no longer being defined by um, limitations that we have felt or we have allowed into our lives from the past. We are no longer defined by the ways in which we have shown up or not shown up, the guilt, the shame that we may have experienced or felt. We are fully allowing ourselves to, in this now moment, releasing the past, be much more conscious about the gift of this moment. And the gift of this moment is the truth of who we are. It is that Christ nature. Charles Fillmore says, your real self is that which says, I am. It cannot be described. It is the all possibility. And so when I think about the all possibility, I actually really um, also am open to recognizing the power of yet. See, we were in a class, it was the Absolute Abundance Meta, um, Metamorphosis class at the beginning of the year, and we were talking about famous figures who, it wasn't until later in life, they started doing the things that 
we know about them, right? Uh, somebody like Laura Ingalls, uh, who uh, was the one who wrote uh, Little House on the Prairie. How many of you grew up with Little House on the Prairie, right? Watching it, I, I did. Well, I didn't realize this, but she didn't write her first book and get published until she was 64 years old. Grandma Moses, the famous American artist, she uh, completed a thousand paintings in the last 30 years of her life, and she actually didn't start painting until her arthritis was so severe that she could no longer crochet. And some of us may remember uh, seeing that Time magazine cover of hers, which was taken when she was 100 years old. I have a question for you. Will you be on a Time magazine cover? If your answer that comes up for you is no, I invite you to think about that. What if you switch that answer to maybe? What if you switch that answer to not yet? Right? Because when we really allow ourselves to add something to the no, no, not now, or no, not yet, it really opens us up to possibilities. It lets us feel into an expansive opportunity that may be before us. The ways in which we can show up sort of expands and becomes greater in that moment. And so Sam, who read the Daily Word this morning, uh, she was in that class, and she told me about a song on Sesame Street called The Power of Yet. It was a song by Janelle Monet, And in it, all these uh, Sesame Street characters are really down on themselves for not being able to either show up the way that they wanted to show up or not being able to complete something that they wanted to complete. One of them uh, burnt some cookies and was really down on themselves about it. And Janelle Monet in the song says, you may not know it now, but you will. You can grow into this awareness. You can grow into the ways in which you do want to show up. So it's not a no, it's a not yet. Now, I would have loved to have shown you the music video of that, um, but since we are now broadcasting our services, I guess because of copyrights, I can't show that to you, but I invite you to go on YouTube and look at it. When I went further into this idea of the power of yet, which is really actually part of this science of um, growth mind, um, I found out about a high school in Chicago. In order to graduate from this uh, high school, you have to pass a certain number of courses. And so, and you can take those courses a couple of different ways. And so when the students get their um, uh, report cards, if they've passed it, they get a pass. But if they may have failed, right? We normally would have put failed. Actually, that high school puts not yet. And what was found is that by putting that not yet, it really invited students to experience uh, what they had just gone through in a different way. It gave path for future. It gave path for hope. And so those students that were seen to have a growth mindset because of the ways in which they were being nurtured, um, they really were invited into growing into something that they may not be fully embodying or fully knowing in that moment. But they end up doing much better on tests in the long run. And more importantly, they actually had fun 
with being challenged. See, they, they did this test where they had students who had a growth mindset and students that had a very fixed mindset. Fixed mindset, you know, like it's right or wrong. I did it, I didn't do it. I passed or I failed. And they gave both groups of students uh, these assignments that were a little above where they were in school. The individuals, the students with the growth mindset, they didn't get the answers correct, but they would respond to the researchers with, ooh, I love a challenge. Ooh, I can't wait to be able to know how to do this. While the kids that had that fixed mindset and were being nurtured into that fixed mindset, what their responses were was to be really hard on themselves, to not question whether they could do it again. And actually, in different tests, what was found is that those kids that had the fixed mindset uh, went on uh, later to maybe be more open to cheating, to looking for people that were doing uh, worse than they were just to make themselves feel better about how they did, or even, you know, I think, I'm gonna say the word worse, I guess, uh, but just, um, it hurts me a little bit more to know that they just ran away from challenges. If something became too difficult, they would just stop and not even try. And I think about the ways in which I've done all those three things, right? In times where I've been, uh, I haven't shown up the way that I wanted to show up or I haven't been able to do something that I set myself to do, I've cheated, right? I've cheated myself, I've cheated others. I have really looked and started to compare myself to others and create an us and them or a me and them kind of attitude and um, see how I can prop myself up by making somebody else feel smaller. And I have also run away from challenges. I've run away from uh, the things that may be difficult. Now, if you're like me, you've, you've done the same thing. And if you're like me, you don't want to do that, that anymore. You don't want to uh, respond or react to your life situations in the same way. And so imagine if we can nurture this growth mindset. And it isn't a, just a, about later on. It's about really owning who we are and allowing ourselves then to evolve into embodying it more deeply. Think about what we're experiencing right now right? Where we've been stopped in many ways. And we can look at it as us being stopped, or we can look at it as being in a pause to check in, to see what our relationship is to what is happening around us. We are being challenged. Are we running away from that challenge, or are we facing it head on, recognizing our truth and recognizing that we are in the process of continuing to embody it in deeper and more expansive ways. We can feel limited by what is going on, or we can also experience ourselves with saying stuff like, you know, you can't go to the beach today? Well, it's not a no, it's a not yet. You can't get started on a project right now? It's not a no, it's a not yet. And in that, we really open ourselves up to the possibilities. It keeps us from feeling limited and closed and constricted to seeing a path forward. And maybe some of us have been able to start special projects, right? There is hope in the yet. 
And that hope really honors that divine identity, that divine potential, that Christ nature that we are, which is unlimited. The moment that we have hope in the, our ability to embody it is the moment that we recognize just how powerful um, that moment is, full of possibilities of us being able to move into a path forward to experience the life we want to experience, to show up in the ways that we want to show up in the world. That hope is that Christ nature. As it says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, Christ in you, the hope of all glory. Hope. Seeing the possibility of something different and claiming our power to act on it, to grow, to learn. In one of the Chicken Soup for the Souls books, it's uh, The Survivor's Soul, Surviving Soul, um, there's a story where two oncologists were overheard having a conversation one morning, and one of them complained to the other, you know, Bob, I just don't understand. I use the same drugs, the same dosage, the same schedule, and the same entry criteria, yet I get 22% response rate, and you get 74 response rate. That's unheard of for metastatic cancer. How do you do it? And so the colleague Bob replies, well, we're both using etopside, platinum, oncovin, and hydroxyurea. And you call it EPOH. Well, instead of telling my patients that they're getting a drug called EPOH, I tell them that I'm giving them a drug called HOPE. H-O-P-E, the same letters, a different sequence. As dismal as the statistics are, I emphasize that we have a chance. Having hope can really make such a difference in our lives. That spark of hope can really catapult us um, through the fears, through doubt, through the limited ways that we have thought ourselves to be because of the past, because of the ways in which we have defined ourselves. Nelson Mandela, who also not only exhibited hope, but this power of yet, of knowing that there was more for him to evolve into and not let himself be limited by the amount of time that he spent in jail, by how old he was when he came out. He became president of South Africa at age 74. And he said, may your choices reflect your hopes, not your fears. How do we harness this hope? How do we create this growth mindset? You know, first of all, I think it's about becoming more aware. Yesterday, I went to uh, one of the parks that's open now, Arch Creek Park, um, with my son, Lucas, and we were being very safe, but we were doing the trails, and there was this steep little uh, dip and going up a hill, and we actually have been going for a couple of days, and um, we've been trying for him to be able to go through the whole thing, pedaling without having to stop and get to the top of the other side. And I caught myself uh, when I was about to tell him, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. No, you didn't. Because he was like, he was so, so excited. He's like, I almost did it. And I was getting a little anxious because he wouldn't pedal down the hill. And I caught myself before I said, no, you didn't. To saying, no, not yet. But I'm really proud of you for trying. I'm really proud of you for getting on the bike and practicing it. And that is one of the ways in which we can uh, grow our growth mindset. 
by really praising ourselves, not for the end result, but for the process itself. Like for those of you that are with us in, um, in the unexpected income uh, program, I'll be grateful. I am in praise uh, when any, any of us get that unexpected income. But I'm actually much more proud. I'm much more grateful for the fact that we are going through the process which will support us in manifesting that unexpected income. The fact that we would go through a process of putting prayer first in our lives. The process, the practice of knowing that God is our source. Being able to create this small community of consciousness that we are a part of in this program and then be able to lean on that energy. That process is the gold. That process is the blessing. What results from it is the icing on the cake. Can we, in moments where we think we failed or not measured up, or not fully shown up in the ways in which we wanted to, still be able to be in gratitude for the process that we went through, including the process that says, didn't show up the way I wanted to, not yet, but I'm evolving and practicing into it. I'm feeling into it. Other ways of being able to fully um, step into that mindset and to have the hope and nurture that um, feeling of hope is by sharing our stories, by sharing that we're not in this alone, that we've had the same challenges or similar challenges, and we've been able to not only see other people move through it, but we have seen how our own courage and strength has brought us through challenges in the past. And so for me, this power of yet is really about nurturing, that we know our truth, that we are fully, fully anchored in the awareness of the Christ presence, that Christ presence, that energy of all possibility, and that we are gently and kindly allowing ourselves to move further and deeper to expressing it. I'm going to invite myself, and I'm going to invite you to remind yourself that we have arrived at the place of knowing our truth. And we are forever evolving and going deeper into expressing that truth, embodying our divine nature, and fully living and experiencing heaven on earth. I know that we can do it, and I know that in this moment it is ripe for us to be able to have this growth mindset and to be able to grow into all that we are meant to be, all that we are meant to experience and all that we are meant to share in our lives and with the lives of others. Thank you for doing your part in birthing a new reality, this new reality where we will know our truth. We may not know it fully right now, not yet, but we are on our way to do so. Namaste. Know that God and love and truth are here. God and love and truth are here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay a spiritual community located in Miami, Florida. Unity on the Bay is supported by the generosity of its community. 
If you'd like to make a donation or learn more about Unity on the Bay, please visit unityonthebay.org. You can also follow Unity on the Bay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for even more positive spiritual inspiration. Until next time, thanks for listening and many blessings. Namaste.